think you're special, you do, I can see it in your eyes, I can see it when you laugh at me, look down on me, and walk around on me, just walk Back at it again here in studio in my house. I am Nick Garvin. We're uh, we're here to break down round three of the NGPC series presented by the Prairie Dogs MC. Last weekend we saw some epic racing. But first, before we forget, let's get to our sponsors right now. I gotta say I'm pretty stoked. I got a new sponsor today. I am so pumped on this. Got a ding. Give us a ring. 1-800-DENT-DOC. Guys, if you got a car and you get a ding or you got a, a dent or something like that uh, with your body, make sure you call 1-800-DENT-DOC. They'll get you fixed. They'll get you, they'll get you all tuned up, car looking brand new again. I got to tell you a little story. When I was 16 years old, I was playing baseball outside my house, and I hit a line drive with a real baseball and it drilled this Land Rover that was in front of my house. And I'm no joke, call Craig Hunter, he'll tell you, I called him in a full panic and he, yep, sure enough, he drove his ass out to my house, came over, drilled in the inside of, you know, he did his magic, made it look brand new and it was like a dent was never there. But, so again, 1-800-DENT-DOC, Got a ding, give us a ring. Before you call the body shop, call 1-800-DENT-DOC. This week, man, I'm pretty stoked. If you're traveling to Baja, make sure you go to BajaBound.com. Get that BajaBound.com insurance. You got to have insurance. This week, got to bring it in. Baja Bound, presenting Troy Garvin. Troy Garvin in the studio with me today. Troy? This was our club's race, but uh, but we're going to break down the race, obviously, not from our perspective as a club member, but perspective of our duties of this podcast. Troy, welcome back, buddy. Hey, glad to be back. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a long weekend. I, uh, I don't know how much I can thoroughly uh, get into it as much as I can, but I could tell you exactly how a certain pro section looked the entire time. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and this thing's awesome because it, this gives us the opportunity to, we had eyes on the track in all areas at all different times with different guys out there, so that makes it a little bit better for me because I get feedback. I mean, obviously, you guys knew this weekend I was on the mic, so I, and I was I could visually see almost everything, but you were actually in it in the middle of like some of the coolest racing that was going on. Yeah, and you know, I texted you actually when uh, some things were happening just because I could see stuff about eight minutes before the rest of the people could. So, I I mean, the bridges were the most beautiful I've ever seen in my entire life at Glen Helen. Yeah, let's get to that real quick. So, this weekend we had awesome rain on Saturday. It was cold. It was wet. 
but it was just perfect enough to get the whole track nice and moist and wet. I hate that word moist, but it, it got it just perfect. We didn't aim, we had to water, we watered Friday a little bit, but after that rain on Saturday, we vision, we really didn't have to water much. I mean, it was just enough to keep everything nice and soaked and wet. And, and we got to utilize east and west ridges, which is huge. So uh, while I was up in the ridges, so we actually, uh, Nick Kanaik and I, another uh, Prairie Dog member, we made a call down to Craig, and we actually had them hit the ridge one more time with some water. Right after the senior race, they came through with a blade and a water truck, and they hit that ridge one more time, and it kept it in pristine condition. All weekend long. All weekend long. That was the most beautiful I've seen those ridges, like I said. Absolutely. I, I was lucky enough. Uh, we had a uh, we had a brand-new Gas Gas 250F right up there, mm-hmm. and got to ride the ridges in between the races, go check on certain parts, parts of the course, and, oh, my God, it was just – so so beautiful yeah it was it was epic i mean 31st annual prairie dog gp i would say i've been in the club 10 years now every race i think except one or two in the last 10 years it's rained at this event so anyways you know i i this is no this is no uh this is no blame or shame on on the other guys uh the work series or anything like that but i went to the works race a few weeks ago. I did the podcast and whatnot. You guys can click the link below. But it was a complete different Glen Helen course compared to what we had. We had a 9.5 mile course, two pro sections, fast, slow, sand, whoops, chalked out. I mean, we had it all. The, the you know, uh, Prairie Dogs did an amazing job on the course layout per usual. Glen Helen staff, amazing job per usual. I mean, it was it was just great race all the way around, you know. And uh, I was pretty stoked. I mean, I, 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 haven't see, I haven't seen a race like this when it comes down to racing probably ever. I want to say ever. For Grand Prix, definitely. I mean, we've grown up racing desert, off-road, <clears throat> that kind of thing. And when right. we see battles, you're, you're thinking, okay, they passed him here. They might have passed him there. But it's never that close, right? No. It's it's usually oh, close battle is ten seconds. Yeah, if that. If that, and or I mean, if it's that close, really. It, and but at the same time, you're gonna sit there like, wow, that was a close battle. Like they were on each other. In t-. No, this was purely on each other. There was a battle was a dog for first, <clears throat> and a battle for third. <clears throat> it was a it was a complete dogfight, and. Uh, I mean, again, I haven't seen a race like this in a long time, and 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 we'll get we'll we'll get into this right now. I mean, honestly, so coming into well, coming into the pro race, I mean, coming into the series uh, in the pro class, we had uh, SLRs Cole Martinez uh, sharing uh, points lead with KTM's Dante Oliveira, right, reigning champion of the series. Um, and then a few points behind them was Austin Walton, only three back, you know, placing second at both the opening rounds or first two rounds. And it's like those between those three, you just never know who's going to flip flop. But then you have guys like Justin Heft, who are new to the series full time, who showed at Taft that he 
can be just as fast, if not faster than these guys, you know, for four or five laps. And then you got a two-time champion, Trevor Stewart, who's just right there on the bubble as well. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. And then, I mean, you're even forgetting, I mean, Dalton and was Dalton. running right there. I mean, you're Naha uh, National Heron Hound champion. This kid's coming out and doing these GPs, and he's running with these guys. He's not; he might not be in that top three speed yet, but you keep seeing him just absolutely pushing as hard as he can. He's pulling these top fives off. Uh, absolutely, and and the guys and the guys ripping. I mean, all these guys are ripping. Obviously, you know, you got this is my thing with these guys. So you got speed, right? You got you got super fast speed, and then you guys have this. These these elite elite group guys, right? Mm-hmm. And these elite group guys are are going a little bit faster than the pro, like the rest of the pro guys. You know, like they they I don't know. They're more consistent. Let's put it that way. They're more consistent. All right. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, so we show up. Um, pro race comes around. It's one about one o'clock. We got we got it off. Uh, really stoked um, with the tur- the turnout of pros. I mean. All together in both classes, I think there was about 30 pros, 32 pros together, pro 250, pro 450, pro women. Um, one of the bigger entries, 1,900 entries this weekend, even on a rain, supposedly rain weekend, 1,900 entries. That's awesome. Um, line them all up. We get them all lined up. Craig does his thing. Jeff gets gets them ready on the light. And... You know, they started them right away. I noticed it was a quick start. Um, awesome Walton said that, you know, I, I heard him over saying that we were a little a little unorganized at the start, which I don't think is right. I think he just wasn't ready to go on the starting line, and he got a bad start. Um, I think he was frustrated with the way how, how he rode because if you think about it, to me, to me, it was the what I visually saw. The other guys were just on another pace. He, they were just on another, uh, another pace than he had. So I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that they were on another pace because when I was sitting right at the, uh, so I was on the West Ridge, and that's where we had our first pro section, and I was sitting right on the corner, making sure everyone went in, and it, we dropped down into the single track, into the bushes, into the trees. Right. It was. It was a cool little section. Not overly difficult but if you did come in behind some people and you may be faster in this section it sure. was frustrating so i want to say austin came in uh round no he 10. was nine he was ninth on the first lap so he was ninth on the first lap but he probably came into my section around 12th or so he was pretty far back and it was surprising to me i thought he was taken out to be honest i found out later he had that uh issue at the start but he had to work himself all the way up and he right did he had that. he had to work himself into that pace but it was too late it's it's hard enough like i mean you got to remember even though he's faster than some of these guys you still got to get around them like and these guys aren't aren't going at like a snail's pace this is full on racing here well these guys are all matching pretty much their laps i mean again though there's a few Austin rode really well. He rode awesome. Like he had, he has really fast lap times. In fact, I think he has like the second or third. Yeah, I think he has like the third fastest lap of the weekend. But uh, 
Yeah, I feel a little bad for him, but at the end of the day, you can't go back to the go back to the guys and start pointing fingers at them. What it what it comes down to is the second the second that someone leaves the starting line, the the official leaves the starting line, my eyes are fully focused on that start man. And if you're and, and if you're I'm not saying that he wasn't prepared. All I'm saying is is if you were visually there all weekend long and you watched how the start was working, you needed to be prepared right when Craig left the starting line. And that's what I saw. So you can't go back and point fingers to me. But again, at the end of the day, I understand this is your job. You want to perform. I understand. I get it. So I felt a little bad for him. He got fifth. But let's talk about the battle at the front. Okay. These guys take off. Immediately, Justin Heft gets a good start. He's out front. Immediately, Cole made his way in into second. But Dante didn't really have that great of a start. He he had the when he left up Yamaha. I want to say he was like seventh. But by the time he got to the pro section where you were on video, he had made his way up to fourth with Moseman in third. And Josh Moseman. So I don't know if a lot of people may know this, but Moseman is a test rider out there for TLD. No, MXA. Oh, MXA. My apologies. But his brother races for TLD, right? Yes, Mike, yes. Michael Moseman. It is, yes, thank you. Before I said his something. His brother is Michael Moseman. This is Josh. He's the older brother. He was, he, he technically is still a professional motorcycle racer. Yes, and I, I talked to him after the race, and we asked him these questions. And at this point in his uh, career, he races pro for fun he he does it for fun his job like i said his job is testing motorcycles but either way uh this guy comes in my section in third uh i don't know how much of that video you really listened to but who dante came in hot, hot on him yes he did he in more hot. than one way that, <laughs> that fmf ktm was barking <laughs> And she and he was yelling. <laughs> I think they were both barking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he was yelling. But right. uh, I, mean, I mean, rightfully so. You, you said he didn't have that great of a start, and he had to push all the way up, and he saw what was happening. Heft wanted to start walking away. Cole was the only one close to closing in, and he knew he had a uh, faster pace than uh, Josh did. And and okay, so that that's kind of like that's kind of my point with the whole, with Austin's situation. Dante didn't have that great of a start either, right? But he knew that he needed to go right away from the start. And he got himself to that point, right? Mm-hmm. He got him right he got right into third by the end of lap one. Dude, the pace on lap one on on freaking real, man. On freaking real. Heft came by, two seconds off. Here comes Cole. Right? And then two seconds off him, here comes Dante. I mean, it's literally 54, 56, 58 on laps. Right? So that never changed. For two, almost an hour and 45 minutes, that never changed. Mm-hmm. Now, the positions changed, but. They never change like that that gap never changed. That's how close they were the whole freaking race. I couldn't keep like I couldn't keep my excitement down because these guys 
were exiting and entering the corners at almost at the same exact second, you know? So that top three did run really close the entire race, but we saw something similar to what we saw out of Taft. And that was Justin got tired. Justin was running up front, but he had Cole on his ass that entire time. Right. And I mean, sure enough, Cole got by him. Right. But that same lap, so did Dante. So did Dante, right. And no. they came through that. It was the fourth uh, fourth lap where uh, they both got Justin. Right. So they came in and already uh, Cole got a six-second gap on him, Dante three. Right. So still relatively close, right? But then by the end of the fifth lap, they had over a 30-second gap on him. Right. And then by six, it was 45 seconds. 45, yeah. So it, it just, it was another, it's another instance of he's not, he doesn't have that off-road uh, stamina yet, but he put in a hell of an effort and, hey, he got his first podium. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. He got his first NGPC podium. Um, but I do want to mention some something about Heft. Uh so, like, I talked to him after the race, or I did the race uh, podium interviews, and he said, uh, what is it, um, one more race down, uh, I've got, I led an extra lap today, and I'm ready to, what, is it, what did he say, he said, I'm ready to win now, is what he said, I'm ready to win, I can do it, that's what he said, I can do it, so to me... That's gnarly because he literally said, I can do it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all you need. You need the self-confidence to show that, hey, once you know that you physically can do it in your brain, you can go out there and you're going to ride exactly like you did on Sat on Sunday. So and I'm going to be, I mean, I'm going to be absolutely curious to see how Hef does, especially these next two rounds. We're seeing some absolute most desert rounds that we have. We have 29 palms where you have to gear up <laughs> every time. Sure. Where you're running, you can run 100 miles an hour if you sure. ride it right. Sure. And then you have prim, which prim just is a sandy, beats your ass kind of course. Kind of course, yeah, absolutely. That, it, it, it's, uh, again, the series is so versatile you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just so like you just don't know. You can't you can't get comfortable. The second you get comfortable, you're riding something completely different. Our first three rounds. I mean, let's just look at this. We went from Delano, which was these big grass hills with long sweeping turns. Right. Then we went to Taft, where it was just tight canyons and a moto track. Right. And then we go to the world famous Glen Helen, which is a combination. Of everything. I would say it's a combination of every single race that you go to this year. Absolutely. It's why Glen Helen is the pinnacle of racing. Because it does have everything that you would want in a race. Especially a Grand Prix race. A Grand Prix race. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I, I, it's, it's the best place to have a race. Let's just put it that way. It is the best place. What's the absolute best club that runs it? Okay. I mean. Easy. Stop stroking <laughs> you guys' self off. So, anyways, back to the front of the race. Um, it was lap four that uh, that Cole made his move. Now, I don't know. They went out on lap three. Again, they're neck and neck. I mean, they are 
Oh, actually, I saw this happen. Okay, so uh, they go into the pits, and I want to talk about this pit strategy because they had a pit on pit uh, on lap uh, four. They they pitted on lap four. Yeah, yeah. So they pitted on lap four, right? And on lap three, the way the pits is, they was at, it was towards the end of the laps mm-hmm. where the pits were about um, two minutes before the pit. Yeah, about two minutes before the end of the pits. When they came back around to get pitted, uh, I noticed something, and I thought it was really cool. So Dalton pitted on lap three, and then Walton trailed him as they exited exited the pits, but Trevor Stewart had stayed on course and didn't get pitted. Either did Walton, but Walton pushed Dalton so fast on that lap without him passing that Dal- Dalton actually came around the next lap and exited the pits in front of both Stewart and Walton. So for a second, I thought, oh, my God, this is what Dalton needed. He's going to make a run towards the front of the pack. Mm-hmm. Poor bastard blew up. Not blew up his bike. He, he, his arms completely blew up. Like he, yeah. he, he grenaded himself. And at the end of the race, I went and saw – or he was walking back to his van. And he's like, I'm going to throw up right now. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> like I'm pu- – he said, I sprinted as hard as I could the whole race, and I'm, I'm done. But I wanted, to, I wanted to mention that because I, I thought for sure that Heft, Martinez, and Olivier were going to make a pit strategy kind of thing. I thought their teams would do that, right? But they didn't. They all pitted on the same – dude – they all came in together and were getting hit with gas on the same like same second. And they all exited so fast. Like Heft exited, then Martinez right behind him, and then Dante right there. And then this is – I don't know what happened exactly because they went to REM track and I could only see a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they came around REM track and boom, right into the main motocross track, SLR out front, Dante uh, – Dante in second, and it must have been Heft must have made a mistake. So I think I texted you actually when I thought that uh, when that I thought Cole made that pass, and that was I want to say it was lap three, lap three coming into lap yes. four. Because from my uh, vantage point, they uh, Heft came into the into the pro section. I want to say maybe six seconds ahead of Cole. Cole came in and I could I could just hear the bikes and I was kind of watching through the bushes. Cole was pushing a little harder. They dropped out of it in the into the meadows, started heading towards uh that next section where you kind of climb up the hill next to Boy Scout. Right. And then start heading towards water slides. Well right after water slides it just I could see Heft on the outside, Cole taking an inside, and that's exactly where I was like, well, I think we got a new leader here. Yeah, and, and again, like, uh, I thought that was cool. Hey, guys, uh, just want, real quick, uh, Troy Garvin presented by 1-800-DEN-DOC tonight. Uh, make sure if you got a ding in your car, give us a ring. 1-800-DEN-DOC. Before you call the body shop, call 1-800-DEN-DOC. Uh, so Troy Garvin presented by uh, 1-800-DEN-DOC. Um, yeah, so... My my big thing was I could visually see everything, and one of the things I wanted to point out to you was, you know, REM Hill, mm-hmm. they were jumping all the way over the hill and down, the hill, like over the way over REM and down, 
Okay. So when you texted me that, that's where my visual point was on their way back that I could see. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited because I think there's a change for the lead, right? And I had over the intercom and said, I think we have a change for the lead, but I'm not sure yet. And then Heft comes over the jump, just pancaked, just far, just far pancaked. And then Cole right behind him. And then Dante just, I mean, all three, by the time Heft let half, by the time Heft landed, Cole was in the air and Dante was throwing a scrub at the same time. It was freaking unreal. This is how close it was. And then when they came back around again, that's when I saw the lead had changed. SLR gets out front. Red Bull KTM right behind him. And again, if you look at the lap times, they're running the exact same laps. These same laps. These guys break away from the lead. So um, Dante breaks away. I mean, uh, Cole breaks away from, and Dante break away in a pact. Heft obviously drops a little bit of the anchor and then brings it back around for the last lap, but he drops off he drops off quite a bit. He dropped off 25 seconds. But so these two get out and I'm stoked because they're going up Yamaha Troy and uh they are ripping. Like ripping. They're sprinting on the on these laps and they're already an hour and 20 into this thing and they're sprinting. They come back around Nothing's changed. They are Dante's just getting hammered, just eating dirt the whole race, right? And what have I told you in the past? Dante sits back. He hangs out a little bit. He hangs out in third. He watches the race in front of him. Yep, he's praying. He's praying on his fucking meat. And then all of a sudden, he strikes. Looking like a fucking lion. He does. I it's he I seen this is a third weekend in a row I saw as you saw exactly his this strategy. He waited to make for Cole to make a mistake and he utilized his skill of sitting back, wait, 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 wait. They go out on the last lap, Cole's still leading, they go up Yamaha, Dante's right there, they get back to you, you see who's out Cole's out front, right? Mm-hmm. Dante what? Not even a second behind him? I mean, and poor Cole, Cole uh, he got hung up by a lap rider, and Dante made his strike. But Cole, even Cole said, he goes, that was a nasty battle. Like, we were just going at it. We were giving it everything they had, and they were, everything they had. And here I am up on the tunnel waiting for these guys to come. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be a great race. And sure as shit, here comes Dante over the freaking jump, dude. And I about lost my brain. I about lost my brain, dude. I just, of course, he hunted Cole fucking down, and he won. What a fucking ride. And that's, I can say that. What a fucking ride. Dante, I mean, Dante just is, he's on another level right now. And that's not taking away from these guys, but it's just, we see this with certain riders every year where it just seems like if they don't get first, there's something wrong. And right, right. now, Dante's in that in that mo- mode. Absolutely. He looks so smooth, so fast, and just so pristine in every aspect of that course. And 
it's no it's no disrespect to Cole who rode a hell of a fucking race as well. So close again, too. And it was right so there. So close again. That's it, two he's been so close with. And But Dante just knew when he could strike and just get that edge. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, these guys came in neck and neck to the finish. Yeah, they did. They did. They literally... They ran the same lap time. I mean, it was two seconds off, but they literally... They literally ran the whole same. They came in together. They came in the scoring chicane together. Like, that doesn't happen in off-road racing like this. It never happens like that. And, meanwhile, Heft, our current leader, is getting stalked by the Pervines Yamaha of Trevor Stewart, who put in one hell of a last lap to get back up. If if Stewart literally, like, okay, look at this is my thing. Trevor Stewart put the fastest lap down of his race, or one of his. Okay, he was the fastest racer on the last lap. Trevor Stewart was with a 15-13. Okay? He was pushing so hard. He closed in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm reading I'm reading uh, Walton's. Here, how about this? He was ten, after 10 seconds, um, end of lap 5. Yes. And he made up nine seconds. In a lap. He was ripping. In one lap. And ripping. So you have the battle at that front, at the front. And then you have the battle for third, where Heft almost got fourth again. But Trevor Stewart, I mean, he held off Trevor Stewart. Amazing, amazing ride, by the way, by, one, I mean, by Heft. And one of the greatest Glen Helen racers of all time. If not the, right now, if, of off-road. If not the, I mean... A, I still might put Gordon Ward right above him. I mean, that old, that old man could still rip. I don't understand how. But Trevor was just, he was looking really good. And you saw me uh, put this in because we never got to have our pre-race show this right. round. So I put this one in under the West Coast Off-Road uh, pod Instagram. But my picks were Dante first, Cole second, and I had T Stu third. Third, yeah. And when they came to me in that last lap, he was about four seconds behind him. I just sat there and I was like, Mother of God. <laughs> I did it. I that picked it. <laughs> but Heft kept it. He held man. it off. He held them off, and that was cool. But that's a fight I want to see out of Stewart more often. That's all I'm saying. Because he has he has what it takes to be up to the front. And it and it proved to me. That last lap, last few laps, it proved that he he can run up the front. I mean, dude, I mean, lap two, he's he has lap two. He's almost he's faster than the leaders. It, I mean, Trevor he's, did amazing. It, it, I mean, he just I, I feel like if he just pushed a little harder in that beginning, because he came through that for okay for the first lap. Let's just put this in perspective. Those guys pushed pretty damn hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, Heft ran a 14.54 off that first lap. Yeah, absolutely. But And then you have Dante at 14.59. Well, no one's questioning just, No one's questioning that. It's just I, I feel like he could have done a little more in the beginning to get a little closer. He was riding his own race for a, in that beginning. Like, I would always be up in the hills again. And it just seemed those top three were just off on their own. And Trevor yeah. 
was riding his race. And it wasn't till the end that he realized I could I could pull this podium. Get a podium. He's, he, he was right there for a podium. He can do it. I know he can do it. He, again, it's, he's just the type of racer, once he does it once, then it becomes more consistent thing. I got to say, he, he looked good. He rode good. He got a third. I mean, a fourth. So let's see let's see what he can do this weekend at, at um, Havasu, honestly. And then obviously we talked we touched on this a little bit with Walton. I am bummed from him, and I'm not calling him out or anything like that. I am bummed, genuinely bummed, because I want to see a series with more than two guys. Mm-hmm. And I know he's upset, but you gotta just put that you gotta put it behind you and and go for it. You know what I mean? This is your third year. In the in the class, and the in the class, you have to let the emotional side kind of just go away, and kind of just what it comes down to is this: if you, how do you say this? I I, I know what you're trying to say. It's essentially, God, it, and it's almost the worst way to say it, but right. it's just no excuses all right you just have to you just have to deal with take it on the chin yes and yes take it on the have, chin and at, at that point because it's at that point it's a mental battle because that's all you're thinking about like well fuck if i had that start i would have done this it's obviously this it's no once you get in that mindset you're not going to ride your best you may not be able to get all the way and that i mean maybe if he did have that start if he was uh if he was fully on with that start right we could have seen a four-way battle absolutely and he, he almost made it a three-way battle for third he, i mean he was killing it it's just obviously that kind of hindered him in the beginning and he to me he needed that third to stay in it uh, to be closer in the points you know what i mean Mm-hmm. He needed that third big time, and 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 again, this is no disrespect to him. He's an amazing racer. He's showing, he's proving how consistent he can be. This is the one that he's gonna, you know, you know, slap his his knees at the end of the day and go, dang it, right, dang it. So, and you know what, the one thing I can say uh, to Austin is, it's a long season. Yes, there are plenty of more rounds, and he has the absolute power to win to to win every round if he could yes he can absolutely can he's a threat and i'm looking i'm looking forward to it i mean austin i think i think there's a few tracks out there that i for sure would call him the early favorite for and i'm hoping to see him uh on top of the podium sometime soon absolutely and excuse me ah Troy Garvin presented by 1-800-DEN-DOC. Uh, Dalton Shuri. Dalton Shuri. Jesus Christ. Dalton Shirey. Coming in six. We touched on him. Amazing ride again on that three bows. Hatch racing Husqvarna. Awesome job, bud. Uh, keep pushing. Uh, good luck at the National Heron Hound. Good luck at the, Baja, um, the Mint 400. Um, another guy. Kind of quiet day. Dare D. Martel. He got a podium a few weeks ago at the Glen Helen race. Again, that the Glen Helen race was more motocrossy, little SRA, you know, not really traditionally off-road stuff, and I think that's kind of what 
I saw his aggressiveness came out a little bit more because it was a lot of more moto, a lot more short corner kind of thing. So he finished seventh. Nothing spectacular, but consistency. That's that's what I'm seeing out of Derry right now. And he's learning as he's going. So congrats on that seventh. Tyler Lynn, coming into this one, I saw at the works race, I saw Tyler Lynn ride so freaking amazing man precision kawasaki tyler lynn looked great and i was excited to watch him out here i just he didn't really he didn't really flip that switch on so do you think maybe it just had to deal with the course itself because i mean like we were talk or you talked about works kind of set up something similar to an sra where prairie dogs set up a long grueling course I don't think so. I don't think that's it. I just think that he didn't get that great of a start. Well, no, he did get a good start. He was like fourth. So I, I to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. He he. It's not that he didn't look good. He looked good out there. I just he wasn't riding like what I saw a few weeks ago. So I mean, Tyler's times he from lap one to lap six, he stayed in eighth. Yeah, he he rode just a solid race, and that's it. That was just straightforward. So good job, PC Chaparral Kawasaki, awesome job. You know, um, let's just do this. Let's just let's just jump in to Pro Tivity because it's right here. Another, it, I mean, I, I could stop this right now, <laughs> Mateo another level there's nothing else to say <laughs> literally i could talk about him for 30 minutes here or i could just say dude you fucking killed it <laughs> did absolutely and i'm sorry to say this but waxed that class <laughs> he waxed he creamed the crop there, there was there, no race it was just him out there i swear to god by lap four he kept saying woohoo every yeah. time he came by me and i was like this guy's just having fun and he's just ripping it something about these brothers they just have this unreal they just don't care they just they just rip i mean have we ever seen papa Oliveira on a bike <laughs> is, is there some unknown secret talent that they got like <laughs> i guess maybe it's the mom man. I don't I don't know. maybe mama oliveira has got it like, uh, I, don't I don't know, know what, what it is what what what's in their wheaties like yeah. <laughs> give me some of those dude fuck i need some some of those dude these guys are insane and it's again it, it comes back down to just want it's the want and the will to want to get out there and win these races, I think. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this kid is just on another, another level, level right now. And and we, we, we're seeing similar podiums here in Pro 2 as well as Pro. We had Jack Simpson coming in second. And Jack rode a very solid race. There wasn't any time where he was being pushed or being pressured really by right. anyone else in uh the pro two class he just pretty much rode his own race at that point finishing another solid second which uh i mean you can't be mad about nah. at the end of the day nah. you're getting second pro two and i know i know they may or he's gonna probably want that win but right now i i don't see how second he's half. gonna get that until 
and maybe Mateo makes a mistake in a race, but he's just on S- second half of the year. Second half of the year. You know, and again, we talked about this early on. Jack is still technically learning. He's he's coming over. He's only been here for what four months now from Australia. And this is a track that he's probably ridden the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is close to Yucca Valley for as far as track goes. So he's probably ridden here a few times. But you can't anticipate it. These guys have so much more experience than he does. But to get second again, SLR Honda, amazing job. He just rode a solid race. I mean, Mateo and him, were they were gone another level on the, on the third, from third and fourth, you know? Mm-hmm. And... One thing that needs to be noted with uh, with uh, Jack is uh, he, he for all of you guys that don't know he's from Australia he's never raced at any of these places that we're going racing this is his probably second second time racing here at Glen Helen from he raced a few weeks ago the only other track that he's ever remotely raced Prim. when it comes to this is Prim and that was the Mint. And it's not even going to be the same. It won't even be the same compared to what he's written. So, anyways, Jack, congratulations, buddy. Second overall, or second overall Pro 250 SLR Honda, making that Honda shine, you know? And if I'm Mark Samuels, I'm stoked. I'm happy for him, right? You you can't, uh, yeah, you can't be disappointed. As a team manager, he's sitting here. He's got both his guys on the podium. Yeah. Every race. Hey, uh... Speaking of uh, Mark Samuels, uh, Baja Bound Insurance, reigning champions, Baja Bound, big supporter of them. Um, if you're looking for uh, insurance, make sure you, uh, you head your way to BajaBound.com. And, uh, and uh, yeah, what was that? I don't know. I was just saying that was pretty rad. That was pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty rad. But, yeah, make your way to BajaBound.com. Check it out. Troy Garvin, presented by... Rad custom graphics today. Pretty gay of you, <laughs> Troy. Hey, um, so I gotta, I gotta, I, li- I we gotta, we gotta touch on a subject here. We're on the Pro Two Fifties. Troy Garvin, and our one of our previous podcasts called Justin Seeds the Vince <laughs> Freezy of the Pro Two Fifty class. I, I, uh, I may have. I uh, may have. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. And I have had to go and apologize to him probably five or six times now because you're a dummy. <laughs> so I'm hey, on I'm on the line. I don't, I don't I don't know what you have to apologize for. I mean, it, it, I, I corrected myself within that same podcast. I, I'm on the line. Okay. And tr- my dad comes up to me and he goes, hey, I got something for you or for your brother. I said, what, is, wait, wait, what do you got? What do you got? He's all excited to show him. He's all excited. And he pulls out this shirt. And it's a shirt for Justin Seeds. And it says, I am not the Vince Freezy. Or I am not I'm Vince. Not, I am not Vince Freeze. <laughs> I am not Vince Freeze. I can't believe you even got. I, you, you compared <laughs> Justin Seeds to Vince fucking Freeze, dude. <laughs> So, <laughs> like what? I get I get back from the hills. I went and cleaned the entire West Ridge, and I get back from the hills. I see uh, our dad for the first time in three days. Apparently, we've been in the same park for the last three days. Oh God! And he he comes up to me and he's just like, 
hey, you're never going to believe this. Justin Seeds made you a shirt. And I was like, uh, I just immediately, oh, crap, what did he do? And he pulls that shirt out. I just start dying laughing. And you know what the funniest thing about it, too? Dad took off of that shirt. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Absolutely. So, no, he said, this is for you. And then he just runs away with it. I'm like, oh, I, I kind of wanted the shirt. <laughs> but, it, it was awesome. Honestly, <laughs> oh, though. Seeds. Honestly, though, it's good to have that kind of camaraderie in 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 it because it keeps it fun, you know. Oh, and, hey, and, the the day that if I ever see him take out someone, though, oh, oh no, oh. God, get out of here! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That guy will never do that to someone. You're never gonna see that. You'll never see that from him. He's such a good guy. And no, he he's gonna wait for me in unclassified. That's where I'm. Where he's gonna take someone out. Absolutely. Right, he's. I'll make sure that he takes you out, because I'm gonna switch up gear every round. Oh I'm gonna gosh. switch up bikes every round. He'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming in third was Kill Martin, Husqvarna, Kyle Alello. I gotta say, let me tell you something. Kill Martin racing whole shotted every single pro line this weekend. Justin oh, Heff, except for one. Nope. Justin Heff, factory K, or factory oh. Husqvarna. Uh. Second line, Kaya Alello, fac- uh, Kill Martin Factory Hus- Factory Husqvarna. By the way, I L O. I know. I I have a I have a really hard time saying that. <laughs> I, on the pro podium, I just called him Kai. Yeah, I I, I really don't doubt it because at this point, what was it? First round, I'll never get this name wrong again. I L O. Every there time. There it is. There it is. I said it. Kai. I L O. Perfect. It is. And then uh, Ava Silvestri got the whole shot on her factory gas gas. Wow. Oh, Kill Martin right. Racing bike. So, again, Kill Martin Racing really making a showing. And, and coming in fourth was Colton Eck off, off that broken elbow on that Kill Martin Factory KTM. I got to say, though, Kai, Kai kind of broke out free. Okay? Did good. Ride by himself. Colton tracked his ass down. I yes. mean, tracked him down. All the They finished. Colt, I mean, Colton almost ran it in on him at the finish line. So and Colton necessarily didn't have a good first lap. He came in uh, about twentieth. Twentieth, yeah. Twentieth overall, and he worked his way up. I I was watching, You're I was gonna, watching Colton up in those hills, and I could just tell at, at that point uh, that coming that second lap, he had a different speed than those guys in front of him. And when he was getting closer and closer to Kai. I'm supposed to be unbiased here, but I was rooting Ready for, for Colt, yeah. Because I love to see guys like that work their way up and make it a close battle, which he did. He, he rode awesome. He did rode great. And ride, ride great. He's going to be – this is the guy that you're going to see work kind of back to where Jack is at. Mm-hmm. You'll see him get get back to where Jack Simpson's at. If I'm Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Colton going, I'm – that that guy's gonna be coming after me next. So look for Colton Eck, uh, you know, towards the front the next next weekend at uh, Havasu. Guarantee he'll be in the mix. Um, I think it's pretty fair to say uh, Colton gets a second at the ne- at Havasu. Second, yeah, it's a little tight, a little beat. It's I mean, it's hey, a short course. It's a short course, exactly what I was just about to say. It's a short, motoy kind of chopped out course. I think it's going to fit right up his alley, and I see uh, I could definitely see Colton either getting his first podium or at least second. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, rounded out the top five was Justin Seeds on his Pervines Yamaha, not Vince Freeze. Uh, six was Mason Nottesberg on the DC Yamaha. Good for him to finally get a good, solid result in. He really needed this one. And look for him to be towards the front this weekend up at the World uh, Western Hair Scrambles uh, up in Doyle. JP Alvarez coming in seventh on that Kawasaki. You know, he rode good, just solid all day. These guys were super close. He was in fourth at one point. And I thought, okay, cool. He's going to have a good day. He's going to have a good day. And then he kind of drifted back again. And then he picked it back up at, towards the end. He's he's getting there. He's getting there. I, I look for him again. He's going to get back on that podium. Once he does it once, he'll get back to where he was. That's all it takes. It takes one ride for him. Uh, Robbie Shot coming in eighth. Clayton Roberts ninth, and then rounding out the top ten, Chase Larson. After a pretty bad first few laps, he came, he brought it back together, top ten. So, um, I I'm gonna jump to the women pro real quick. I, I there's nothing more than I can say that Brandy Richards just absolutely crushed it. But so another first for Brandy. Yeah, crushes it as always. She. At this point, I mean, you could tell she just cruised. She, there was no, uh, and I feel bad. I say this, I've said this the last two times. Right. There's no, there's no real reason for her to push herself that hard out on these tracks where she can have that pace, finish 37th overall, and still be still. Ava by what is that? A lap. 12 positions. Pretty much a lap. Yes. So, Ava Silvestri coming in second. Tara Geiger, JCR Honda coming in third. Uh, Kill Martin had a bike on every podium this weekend. That's huge. Absolutely huge. Do you know, uh, you know, speaking on these pro women, do you know what happened to Caitlin Jacobs? Uh, she came in third on the first lap, and then she just disappeared. I didn't. I never saw her come back around. And she, you know what she DNF'd. Yeah, you know who DNF too was Giacomo Rodondi. So, Giacomo, I uh, I don't know exactly what happened to him, but I have an idea. While up in the hills, listening to radio, I heard a call for a uh, medic to come to the Kill Martin camp. Yeah. So Giacomo, uh, Kill Martin, Gas Gas, and. That was the extent of it. So Giacomo DNF'd when he came around me. Uh, those uh, that first lap, he was tenth overall, probably eighth actually. Right. And I just heard that call, and immediately my mind's going as soon as I hear Kill Martin Camp. Like, right. Okay, who is it? Is it <laughs> is it Eck? Is it Aiello? Is it Heft? Is it Stover? Is it? Uh, Who's out Connor, there? Uh, just all of them. There's too many there's guys out there. So many of them. Where it's just like, crap. Who is it? And then by the time it came around, I just realized, it must have been Giacomo. Giacomo, bummer. So, bummer for bummer for Giacomo. Uh, another bummer. Someone uh, that returned to the series, longtime racer Blaine Thompson, came out. This was his first NGPC of the year. He had some uh, bike issues. Uh, he had to pull off, so it's a bummer to see, but we're hoping to see Blaine come out for another round. That's a pretty gnarly story about him. He has yes. he has acute leukemia, I think. That's what they call it. But they, he's in remission right now, which is huge. 
So it's good to see the, him back out here racing dirt bikes. It's not tough. I mean, it's not easy to come back and race, especially when you're brittle, you know, and you're out there racing dirt bikes. So good for you, Blaine. Awesome to see you back out here. Um, it was, it's just, that's kind of heartwarming for sure. And he, I mean, Blaine for, like you said, for what he's been through, and for him to go out and he was, I mean, he was mixing it up. He was. He's 12 out of, he was 12 out of 22 guys. Yeah, first lap, he was coming on. through, and I think he may have fell back to 13th or so at one point. But to fall one position back, I mean, that's not bad. Can you uh, can you imagine if he didn't do any of this? Yeah. Like it, or do any of this, but didn't have any of this happen to him? Yeah. Uh, uh. Like this, it's awesome. It's so awesome to see uh, him come out, and I'm hoping to see him again at 29. Absolutely. So, congrats to Blaine. Good, good for you, Ben. Way to come out here. Get back out there racing. Um. I kind of want to uh, get back into it. Uh, Troy Garvin presented by 1-800-DENT-DOC. If you got a dent, make sure you call up 1-800-DENT-DOC. Uh, Craig Hunter's been a longtime sponsor of the series for a long time. Um, he's one of the backbones of Big Six Racing. He's one of the backbones of the Prairie Dogs MC. Um, he owns 1-800-DENT-DOC. And uh, we got just got to love Craig, man. Got to love Craig. Uh, oh, goddamn. Oh, goddamn. Give Got a ding? Give us a ring. One eight hundred dead dog. <laughs> uh, Come on, dog. You got a ring, you know. Goddamn! Oh, goddamn! Oh, goddamn! Oh, goddamn! Troy, uh, Troy Garvin has uh, presented us with the Baja Bound insurance or Baja Bound Insurance Amateur Spotlight of the weekend. Uh, Baja Bound gets a segment every week. Um, we pick a guy, an amateur racer who's not a pro, could be an expert, could be a super mini, could be any of these guys out here, and we give them the opportunity to be presented in the in the spotlight. And I think there's something super cool that we've come up with. Um, remember, if you're traveling to Baja, check out BajaBound.com. Go get your go get your card registered over there. Get a quote and everything printed out within 15 minutes. Um, Troy. Uh, you do the honors because uh, Daddy was uh, behind the mic all weekend and didn't really get to keep his eyes on anybody. So, so my uh, my pick for the weekend, and this I watched a lot of you guys. You guys may not realize this, but I I love racing a lot and I love to see the sport grow and especially to see some amateurs step up. I did see a lot of guys out there who surprised me. But this one is a little special. I'm going to be giving this uh, this amateur spotlight to Caleb Sarlus. So Caleb, if, for those of you that don't know, he is a uh, 450 novice rider. And last year, you may have heard this story, but last year we had a rider who went down in Bud's Creek <laughs> and... No. <laughs> and snapped his uh, snapped oh. his femur, and when they found him, his leg was 
or his foot was sitting right next to his uh, head. His head, uh, it's it's still embedded in my brain. <laughs> one of the one of the gnarliest things I've ever wit- or seen in my life. They we had to have a uh, surgeon flown in and dropped into uh, the creek just to make sure that he was stable enough to move. We had him airlifted, and one of the first things that he said was. I want to race again. Yep. I want to come back next year. And this weekend, something really cool happened. The uh, Kill Martin camp actually sponsored him for the weekend, gave him a factory ride. And then the, the rest of the pros chipped in. I saw some jerseys being given out and our signed jerseys being given out from the pros yep. to this kid. And he went out and he gave a respectable ninth place in that large 250 novice class. Right. So, Caleb, this uh, amateur spotlight is going to you this weekend. Congratulations, and we're very happy to see you out racing again. We're hoping to see you again that next round and the rounds after that. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to, you know, touch base on this. Trevor Stewart gave him a full set of gear. Robbie Bell gave him a jersey. Tyler Lynn gave him a jersey. Flow Vision hooked him up with some goggles. I think he might have gotten a helmet too. Dante gave him a jersey. Dante gave him a jersey. He got a free pass to Glen Helen for the whole year. I mean, the community came together for this kid. So, hey, man, um, this one goes for you. We'll make sure we get you posted up online. And uh, honestly, um, just heartwarming. I mean, the kid came back to race dirt bikes because he loves to race dirt bikes. And I think that's something that we all, it's the one of the greatest things about this sport. We all understand that level of compassion and a level of commitment to this sport and how much just, we the, just, just want the to. care, just the care really. And, 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 and kudos to John Kilmartin too. It just, I mean, the entire community, like you can't get any, Thing better than what just happened no no not at all no awesome so congratulations um we got uh we got the works race coming up this weekend in havasu um probably not gonna be uh there <laughs> do, do you have something important to do on uh, saturday I, or something i i do it's on friday but yeah thank uh, you oh, oh it, what's happening on friday yeah um i don't know i'm getting married or something Oh, you're it, you're getting married? <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, we're not gonna be. <laughs> What's uh, his name? Oh uh, yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna be there this weekend. So, um, anyways, uh, we'll be. I will. Yeah, no, no. I'm gonna pass. I believe we're we're gonna be sending a spy at least. We are. We're gonna be sending a spy out there. We're not gonna give up his uh, identity. Right. Or is it a her? Is it a her? I guess you'll never know. Um, this week's episode is uh, presented by 1-800-DEAD-DOC. If you got a ding, call 1-800-DEAD-DOC. He'll get you set up. Uh, Baja Bound Insurance, traveling to Mexico. Make sure you check out Baja Bound Insurance. You need insurance to go to Mexico. And uh, Rad Custom Graphics. Uh, go get your designs, apparels, whatever you want. Custom t-shirts with... Uh flat uh flick uh, images on it you know he, he does it all he does it all anything you do anything you ask ryan does it he might even get frisky with you you never know 
But uh, you don't even have to pay extra. You don't have to pay extra. No, not at all. Make sure you guys check out Ryan Avatory. Add custom graphics. Go get your graphics over there. And uh, and it's getting a little late. Uh, we've been here for quite a while now. Um, I know Troy's about ready to fall asleep, and so am I. And lucky for you, you live here, and uh, I gotta drive 45 minutes uh, the other way. Well, I, there's a there's a perfectly good bed here if you want to go to sleep. Yeah, we're you got a shirt that you're gonna let me borrow, or yeah. are we just gonna cuddle? Oh, okay, well, yeah, well <laughs> it is my last week, so. No, no, that's Stover's job, not mine. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, great weekend. 31st annual Prairie Dogs GP, third round. Looking forward to round four. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in this week. I'm, uh, I'm Nick Garvin. That makes me Troy Garvin. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys uh, next week, man. Uh, peace out. Later. time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl closing time one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay
Some other beginning